You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, you know, um, we love to talk about some of our favorite things from time to time. And uh, we've done hymns. We've done contemporary hymns. I think those are the only two things that we really talked about. <laughs> our favorites. We probably should do this a little bit more. Um, maybe that could be our look, Advent series. Look, we don't have a list like Oprah that we can do every week. <laughs> uh, if we got sponsors, hey, we'll talk about our favorite things. Uh, maybe maybe that could be our advent series these are a few of our favorite things <laughs> these are a few of our favorite things and talk about theological things that we love to talk about um oh wait that's why we created this podcast um so add moment aside here um zach and i were kicking around ideas and we were all over the the gospels and um i threw out the idea what if we pitched our uh what our favorite gospel is and so um zach as you think about the gospels the four gospels matthew mark luke and john um which are your favorite and which are your you know like if you had to rank them or you know whatever comes to your mind when you think about your favorite gospel what what comes to your mind sure sure um you know i i (laughs) would have prefaced by saying they're all good uh in in yeah I, i mean there's parts of them all that i really really like the gospel I lean on and have leaved, leaned on the most uh, for the bulk of my ministry has been Luke. Um, and and I think a lot of it's because when I was uh, trying to figure all of this stuff out and got into the church, it, it was Luke's gospel that spoke spoke to me the most uh, in those early, early times in my Christian uh, journey here. And I still, I love... Really, I think what it comes down to is the way that the writer uh, of of Luke frames the storytelling and uh, really pieces together Jesus's journey through um, through his life. And uh, probably one of the things that attracts me to it is it tells the rest of the story with the book of book of Acts as they are uh truly one one solid letter there and we've separated them out over time and done what we did with book of acts um at least the beginning parts of it and um yeah i for me for me personally and, and really kind of professionally it gives the full story uh to to a context that wasn't you know wasn't going to be hundred percent aware of Jesus. And so for me, it fills in some of the blanks that the other gospels miss uh, or leave out or chose for whatever reason they did to not include. Um, and, and has a ton of parallels to uh, the other uh, Matthew and Mark, especially, but yeah, I like it. Uh, John would probably be my next gospel just because I love the way in which Jesus is portrayed uh, in John's gospel. It, it gives a very, gives a very different picture of who, not who Jesus is, but how Jesus did things uh, in the perspective of of Jesus in the time. And Matthew and Mark kind of tie for me in last place. Uh, they're okay. Uh, I like Mark when I need to preach something short uh, or concise, because uh, Mark just, he gets in there, gets to it, tells the story, right? There's no, 
there's no fluff <laughs> in the gospel of Mark. Uh, Matthew is good, but it, I don't know. It just, it is what it is. I, I think it's fine. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Matthew's just not my first go-to to gospel when I'm looking for things. Uh, much of what Luke uh, or Matthew has is already in Luke, and I like the way that it's told there. Uh, but I refer to all of them quite a bit, and uh, that's kind of my, for me, my personal hierarchy of, of gospels. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Well, you know, uh, years ago, I had someone say, you know, the Gospel of Matthew must be your favorite gospel because of your name. And I was like, well, no, that's not what my parents had in mind when they named me Matthew. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it actually isn't. Um, you know, I, um, my very first real experience with the Gospels when I was doing my undergrad work um, was with the Gospel of Mark, and I became so infatuated with it. Um, it is my favorite gospel. And, and, and the reason why the big reason why is because they don't get bogged down in the, the nitty gritty details of mm -hmm. who Jesus is and what Jesus, Jesus is here. He does his work. He's gone. He's, you know, and, and even then like the whole, the thing I love about the gospel of Mark is the way that it originally ends. And the way that they really end is is in verse sixteen eight when you know <laughs> they fled the tomb afraid and that's it because we are the rest of the story like and mm -hmm. like I love the way I love the way that Mark's story tells like I'm not gonna lie whoever wrote the Gospel of Mark did a great job of storytelling but I also think that it was written for more people like me who like that kind of stuff who like a good story who um, don't want to get bogged down in comparing Jesus to Moses, like the gospel of Matthew or the mm -hmm. historical accuracy, like the gospel of Luke. And let's not even talk about John's theological work of Jesus. <laughs> um, so, you know, if I, if I had to rank them, you know, it'd definitely be, if, if I were putting together, it would be Mark, Matthew, actually Mark, Luke and Acts, Matthew, John. Uh, and, and the reason why I say that is because I think that with Luke, you have to put Luke and Acts together. Like you just have mm -hmm. to. Because uh, yeah. one, the the original writer was both, and so like, mm -hmm. you know, um, it would like it would be like putting a Star Wars novel in the middle of a Harry Potter series. Okay, Good Lord, I don't know that that's right, but uh, um, uh, uh, that's just how I feel about it. You know, uh, I know I'm probably wrong on that, and you science well, uh, people. Can, to be fair, uh, when you started with Star Wars, I was going to disagree. But... <laughs> yeah, you already, you are. I lost you at Star Wars, um, but I think with um, Luke's work, you know, the thing I love about it, and I've I've started appreciating it more, is his detailedness of taking. You know, we know that he took Matthew and Mark and Q mm -hmm. to craft his story. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not. Uh, I love the way that he did it too. He does a great job right. of storytelling and I'm getting ready to spend really about nine weeks in Luke with different things. And I, and I just found it beautiful as I, as I go through the story, Matthew's mm -hmm. gospel. I love uh, because it, it definitely connects richly to the Jewish heritage that Matthew's right. writing to, you know, Matthew's community is a Jewish community. And so mm -hmm. um, I had a, I had a, my undergrad, one of my undergrad professors uh, jokingly said about the gospel of Matthew is that anything Moses does, Jesus does better. Um, mm -hmm. And that, you know, that the writer had Moses in mind when he was composing uh, Jesus's narrative. And then, you know, Matthew, like I said, I appreciate it, but it's just not something that I get excited about. And then John's gospel, right. I have to be honest with you, John's gospel is one, it, it, there's some traumatic baggage that comes with John's gospel. Mm -hmm. 
and that I was always told to read John's gospel first. And this is before I knew anything about the Bible. Uh, in my mind, it should have been, you should have read Matthew first because it was the first gospel. <laughs> that was always my rebuttal because I knew it was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and mm -hmm. John because my mom did a little bit of Bible teaching to us. Um, and I, I don't, I, John, I appreciate John's work. I struggle with John's work because it's the, it's not a narrative. It's a theological work about who Jesus is mm -hmm. and, how, and how, what Jesus does. And that's to me, it's beautiful. I love the language in it. I love John one. Um, but I also, it's not one that if I'm wanting to read about Jesus, I'm not going to run to it first. Right. No. And, and what's fascinating to me about just this book and scripture in general, all of it, um, there were they were significant letters and um accounts enough to stand the test of time they've lasted this long right so regardless of of what your favorite gospel is or even favorite book or letter in the bible um they're here because there was something significant for the people they were written to that we have kept along to teach us who teach us the story tell us the story of who uh, who Jesus is and and who God is and and how we navigate that today. Uh, yeah, and, and despite <laughs> despite what we think the shortcomings of each uh, gospel letter are or might be or you know what rubs us a little weird or loses us in the in the reading of it, there's really great stuff in there. Um, they're all really fun to preach um, when we when we dig into them and read through and and just be present in them. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's, I, I think what I find fascinating most about the four gospels is you have these four different accounts and some of them overlap. John's just out there doing, doing his own thing. Right. And yet they tell the fullness of this story. And when I look at our churches, when I look at our uh, communities, when, you know, just Matt and I, um, things hit us differently, right? Some things are more, uh, some stories and, and things that we read through these are a little more significant at home uh, at certain times or at others and have impacted our lives and ministries in such ways. Um, and for me, it reminds me that we all, we all have stories, right? We all experience God in these different ways uh, because of where we lived or how we were raised or, and, and I think it's important I think that's a huge important takeaway for me in these gospels of who are they being written to, why, when, where, all of that stuff, because it makes an impact on how we read them. But it also reminds me of when I'm hearing somebody in my church or my community or wherever their story and their experience with God, it's a reminder to me that we don't all have the same story. You know, we all have different experiences. We all have different takeaways. Uh, we all have these all have these different significant moments uh, that lead into this big picture of, uh, of, you know, God working in our lives and our world today. Yeah, and I and I do want to preface this, and maybe we probably should have done this before, is that there's not any one that's better than the other. They all tell a unique story. They were all mm -hmm. designed to tell a unique story to unique communities. And to me, that's that's a beautiful thing because it gives us this bigger picture of Jesus. Could you imagine yeah. if we only had one telling, whether it was Matthew, Mark, yeah. Luke, or John? Like, like I think that would definitely um, – I think it would be less healthy. Um, but I love right. having the different interpretations of the story. Um, yes. It's kind of like 
I, I remember when I was a kid growing up hearing the perspectives from my family members about my birth um, right. story. Um, not that it's anything like Jesus's birth story, but um, yeah. definitely some definitely some funny stories that go along with my birth story. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll tell that some other time on a different podcast. Um, but uh, you know, I think that it, it kind of always reminded me of how the gospels were are interpreted, and so I mm-hmm. think that's definitely a good place to land for today. Um, I want to encourage you, uh, Zach, do you have anything else you want to share before we, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I would just affirm that it, what that, what having the different stories and rather than one, it leaves us with interpretation, right? It leaves us with a bigger context and things rather than having an absolute, this is absolutely what it is. Uh, yeah, the bigger picture, I think that's huge. Um, yeah. In, in the lack of the absolute, right? Um, that it's this way and only this way. And yet we have these four stories of Jesus doing Jesus-y things. And sometimes they're uh, the same. Sometimes they're different. And then sometimes you read the Gospel of John. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, it's a good, it's a good place to land for today. And so I want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com and check out all of our great content and all the stuff that's there. Um, and so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.